Hey everybody, I'm Matthew Laria, and you're watching the Faithful Life Broadcast. Let's pray and release faith over today's broadcast, and then we're going to get right into the Word. Father, we do thank you today, Lord, for your Word. Lord, we ask you for a revelation of your Word. We ask you for grace and help to receive your Word. Lord, there are answers to life's challenges, to life's obstacles in your Word. And by your Spirit, we can receive those answers. And so, Lord, we thank you for that today. We thank you for revelation of your Word. We thank you for answers to challenges and problems and things that we are facing. And Lord, we thank you that when we put your Word into practice, that we will see it work and produce in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, last time on the broadcast, we started a series of teachings that we're calling So Long Sorrow. And in this series, we are learning how to break free from sorrow, from sadness, from grief, from depression, and walk in new levels of the joy of the Lord. Now, let's go back over to Proverbs chapter 15, and let's look at verse 13 there. And this is our foundation text in this series, Proverbs 15, verse 13. And it says there, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Now, last time on the broadcast, we learned about the purpose of sorrow. And the purpose of sorrow is to break your spirit to break you down on the inside. We found out last time on the broadcast that if you're in Proverbs 18, that if your spirit is crushed, if your spirit is broken, that you don't stand a chance in times of adversity. That if the enemy can break your spirit down, he can get you to a place where you can't function spiritually, where you can't do anything for God where you can't overcome in times of adversity. And so we saw that, that sorrow has a bigger purpose than just making you feel a little sad or causing you to have a bad day. Sorrow's purpose is much more than that. The enemy wants to use sorrow not just to ruin your day, but to ruin your life. And so one thing that we got to do is we got to be on guard against sorrow. We finished up on uh, last time on the broadcast talking about this. We got to guard our heart against sorrow. And friend, if, if you start to feel low, if you far, start to feel discouraged about something, if you just wake up one day in a mood, <laughs> I mean, have you ever woken up in a mood? I think we all have. We need to realize at that moment, what we're dealing with and how serious it is. If you start to feel a little low, if you start to feel a little, a little, a little down, a little sad, don't just let sorrow sit on you because the next thing it does after it sits on you for a while, it'll start working its way in you. And if it gets in your heart, sorrow in the heart, that's what breaks the spirit. If it gets in you, It'll start to break your spirit down. It'll eat away at your spirit like a cancer. And it will leave you a faithless, spiritless, weak being 
who cannot function spiritually, who cannot do anything for God, and who cannot conquer in times of adversity. And so we learned about the purpose of sorrow, and now we're on guard and on watch against it and on watch, on watch for it. And when it comes, come on, you and I, friend, we're not just going to let it sit on us and get in us. We're going to get it off of us. How do we do that? We choose to be glad. We choose to rejoice. And when we do that, we stop that sorrow in its tracks. Praise the Lord. Now, um, I want to start today's broadcast uh, by going over, excuse me, I got a lot of good places to go here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, by going over to Psalm 64. And friend, one thing that you need to lay hold of is we need to lay hold of the reality of the reality that joy is God's plan and will for our lives. And he does not want us spending our days in sadness and in sorrow. I want to say it to you again. Joy is God's will for our lives. That's what God wants for us. And He does not want us spending our days in sadness and in sorrow. I'll, before we read this verse, I'll just share a personal story with you. Um, my wife Amber and I, we have two daughters, and uh, Grace and Faith. And one of the things that blesses me the most is when I hear them laugh. Uh, whether they're playing in a room or playing together or watching something on the phone, if I hear them genuinely laugh, a big belly laugh, it blesses me. It, it ministers to me. It makes me smile and makes me laugh sometimes. And, and, and it blesses me. Why is that so? Where do we get that from? We get that from our Father from God our Father. And see, friend, when our girls, if they're pouting, if they're moody, if they're sad, it does the opposite. It grieves me. If we wake up one morning and one of them walks downstairs and they, you know, or got a long look on their face and they're upset about something, that, that doesn't bless me. That grieves me. I don't want that for them. What do I want for them? I want to hear them laugh. <laughs> I want to hear them smile. I want to see them walking in joy. And friend, that's what God wants for his children. Joy is his will for his people. And, and you can see it because sorrow was not here before Adam sinned, before Adam and Eve sinned. It was not here. You find it in Genesis 3 that sorrow entered after they sinned. Sorrow came in with the devil Sorrow came in with sin. Sorrow came in with the curse. And then actually, if you look, if you read in Revelations 21.4, this is after God has removed the devil in the end. So this is talking about in the end when God removes the devil. It says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow. See, if it wasn't for sin, if it wasn't for the devil, there had never been any sorrow or sadness ever because sorrow was never God's plan for his people. Before the devil, there was none. And when he's removed, there will be none. And so you can see right there that sorrow was not part of God's plan. 
No, his plan for his people is joy. And friend, even though you and I live in the earth, which this place compared to heaven, this is a dark place. This is a place full of death. And in, and in this place, you and I will experience feelings of sorrow and sadness, even though all that is true. If we will do what God says and live by his word, we can walk in joy and we can even taste of the joys of heaven right here in this dark place. Praise the Lord. That's good news, isn't it? <laughs> now let's look at our verse in Psalm 64, 10. It says this, it says, the righteous, come on, say the righteous, the righteous shall be glad in the Lord. Friend, if you're born again, you are righteous. Righteous people, come on, are they supposed to be sad? No, it says righteous people are supposed to be glad in the Lord. The word glad there means to brighten up or to, to be joyful. Psalm 40, 16 says this, let all those that seek you, talking about seek the Lord, let all those that seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And so the people that are righteous and the people that are seeking the Lord, they're not supposed to be sad and glum and gloomy and down. No, it said in that verse, 3210 uh, Psalms, it said many sorrow. I'm sorry, got ahead of myself, <laughs> getting excited. <laughs> Psalm 40 verse 16 says, let all those that seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And so righteous people that seek the Lord, they're supposed to be glad, not sad. Now listen to this verse in Psalm 32.10. It says, many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you that are upright in heart. Now, did you notice who the sorrow was for according to that verse? In Psalm 32, 10, it says, the sorrows shall be to the wicked. What about the righteous? No, not for the righteous. The righteous are going to rejoice. The righteous are going to be glad. The righteous are going to shout for joy. So, so what does this reveal to us? Sorrow is not for me. Come on, friend, I want you to say that with, with me today as you're watching the broadcast. Sorrow is not for me. No, I'm righteous. I'm seeking the Lord. That sorrow stuff, that, that's for the wicked. That, that's not for me. I'm righteous. I'm seeking the Lord. Sorrow's not for me. Living my days in sadness and, and depression and discouragement and grief, that's not for me. No, what is for me is the joy of the Lord. What is for me is to be glad and not sad. Sadness and sorrow, that stuff is for the wicked. Now go with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And as we're flipping over there, friend, why don't you say it with, with me? I am walking in new levels of the joy of the Lord, and I'm breaking free from sorrow. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Now, one thing that we need to understand is that in this life, we all will experience feelings of sorrow and sadness. I believe we mentioned that to you last time on the broadcast. 
uh, experiencing feelings of sorrow and sadness and discouragement, that's something that all of us will experience as part of the human existence. You can't avoid that. The only way to avoid that is to leave the earth and go to heaven. But down here, you're going to experience those things. But as believers, you and I are not to just live in a perpetual state of sadness and sorrow. That's not for us. Will we experience some feelings of sadness and sorrow in our lives? Yes, but we are not supposed to just live in a perpetual state of sadness and sorrow, moody, grumpy, down, and upset about something all the time. That is not godly. That is not what God wants for us. And friend, actually, I mean, if you if you get strong down into it, um, and and you know better. Living like that is actually being disobedient. Philippians 4, 4 says this, Rejoice or be glad in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The Names of God Bible says it like this, Always be joyful. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, it says rejoice evermore. That means at all times. The Amplified Bible in that verse says, rejoice and be glad-hearted continually. And so, no, we're not supposed to live in a perpetual state of sadness. The opposite is true. You and I are supposed to live in a perpetual state of joy and gladness. Not, Not sad and down and low all the time. No, we're supposed to be bright. We're supposed to be up. We're supposed to be happy. (laughs) You're supposed to see it on our face. When we show up, we're supposed to bring the joy of the Lord with us. This is the kind of life that you and I are supposed to live. Um, Psalm 90 verse 14 says this, Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. The voice translation says, we will sing with joy every day we are alive. What did it say, friend? It said, rejoice and be glad all our days. All our days. I was reading that verse and and this came up in my heart. No sad days. Praise God. No sad days. I didn't say I won't have days where I don't experience feelings of sadness are days where I won't experience feelings of sorrow. No, that'll come. But never letting sadness and sorrow overtake me and always making the choice to rejoice. What did Philippians 4.4 say? Rejoice always are at all times. And again, I say rejoice. And so no, you and I shouldn't be moody hour after hour, day after day upset, grumpy, low, (laughs) all the time. No, no, we're supposed to be bright. We're supposed to be up. We're supposed to be full of joy. And friend, this is a big part of our witness to walk in in joy, uh, the joy of the Lord, and to uh, express it in our lives and for others to see it. That testifies of our good God, 
I mean, why can you have that much joy when things are so bad in the earth? Why can you have that, that so much joy when things aren't going great in your life? It's because of our good God and the good God that we serve. And see, this is what the world cannot offer to people. They don't, their, their joy stops when things start going bad. They are no longer joyful. They are no longer happy. They have no joy. But ours is inexhaustible. Our joy goes beyond what's going on around us. It's not coming from what's going on around us. It's coming from the good God that lives on the inside of us. And friend, it's a big part of our testimony. Um, the more godly we are, the more joyful we will be. You know, we went, uh, we had the privilege this previous, uh, back in 2022, of going to Philadelphia and preaching at a conference. And while we were there, we had never been to New York City. And so uh, Amber and I and, and uh, my brother Joe and his wife, Jackie, uh, they went with us. And, and uh, we had one day that we went up to New York, so we didn't have a lot of time. And uh, now I'm not, I'm not saying everybody in New York is a heathen or <laughs> if you're watching in New York and you're a Christian, praise God. But uh, we were in downtown New York, Times Square and, and this area. And one thing I noticed was how joyless it was looking at the people's faces and, and going into restaurants and, and things like this. In a lot of ways, it was joyless. People were not friendly. People did not seem happy. Um, in fact, we, we went to a pizza place and, and the waiter was very friendly. And man, he stuck out like a sore thumb. I think I said to Amber or Joe and Jackie that I think he's the first guy that smiled at us all day. <laughs> um, we even made jokes because people will honk their horn when they're, you know, in the car in uh, New York. And I was telling Amber, I said, man, they even honk mean, don't they? You know, they, you know, and so uh, what am I saying? The more that we invite God into a place, one thing that happens is the more, the more joy that starts to show up. And the more godless a place is, one thing that you'll see is the less joy there will be. And so friend, this is a big part of our witness. This is a big part of our testimony. Joy is actually a mark of a spiritual person. See, any, any carnal person, any worldly person can walk around sad and miserable all the time about something or grumpy or upset. Any worldly person can do that. Any carnal Christian can do that. But it takes a spiritual person. It takes a strong believer to rejoice and be glad every day in spite of of how I feel, and in spite of what go is going on around me. See, friend, that decision requires some strength. That decision requires some fortitude and some gumption and some courage and some perseverance. It takes something to walk in joy every day and to make that choice. It takes nothing to be grumpy and mean and moody and down and low. It takes no spiritual strength or energy to just sit there and yield to sadness and sorrow. And so to walk in joy and, and uh, daily and to stay up and to stay bright, this is actually a mark of a godly person, of a spiritual person, of a strong believer walking in the joy of the Lord. I want to say it to you again, the more godly you are,
the more joy you will display. Um, a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, um, some people get the idea that no, you know, we should be somber and we should be sad because of all the evil that's going on in the world. And so this is just a dark place. And so, you know, I mean, there's wars and hunger and murder and, you know, all these bad things. And so, you know, that's why we're so, so uh, glum. And that's why we're so somber all the time. And that's why we're so sad because we're aware of all this bad stuff that's happening. And we're aware of it because we're so spiritual. And, and that's, and being sad about it is being spiritual. Wrong. So wrong. So wrong. Let me read you a verse in Psalm 37. Um, verse 12, it says, The wicked plots against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The verse goes on to say, The Lord shall laugh at him because he sees his day is coming. See, friend, God, God doesn't like all the evil that's going on in the world, but his attitude is not to sit up there somber about it and sad about it and, and, and upset about it all the time. No, he laughs because he knows there's an end coming to it. He laughs, why? Because he knows the enemy's day is coming. And so we need to be on guard uh, against, and we must watch about getting into the day-to-day -day grind of life and not smiling, not laughing, living joyless, it's easy to just get into the day, daily grind of life and it's Monday and so I get up and I go to work and I don't like that very much and it's Tuesday and I do the same and you're just getting in the day-to-day -day grind and the kids got this to go, all these activities and, and then we go to church and then you know we got to work and we got to pay bills and we got to go to the grocery store and there's traffic out there. It's easy to just get into the day-to-day -day grind of life and just live joyless you're not laughing. You're not smiling. Friend, you got to be on guard against this. This is, the, this is the environment we live in. And to live like that, all you have to do is nothing. You just be here and you'll just get sucked into that environment. But you and I are not supposed to be conformed to the world. There's supposed to be something different about you and me. And one of the big things that's supposed to be different about us is our joy. Praise God. And we're supposed to be walking in joy and, and living in joy every day of our lives. What are we talking about on today's broadcast? Joy is what God wants for your life. It is God's will for the believer. Let's close out um, today's broadcast. I want to read you some scriptures in Psalm. Psalm 95 verse 1 says this, Let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Now listen to this, friend. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. When we come to God, how, does God want us to make a sad noise? No, that's not what He's saying. He said, come, come before me and make a joyful noise. Praise God. Now again, of course, you can come to God when you're down and, and certainly you can always come to Him no matter what state you're in. But I'm reading you this verse because I want to show you what God likes. He likes joy. He likes gladness. And this is what He wants for you. Scripture said in that verse, when we come before the Lord, uh, come before His presence and make a joyful noise. Psalm 100 verse 2 says this, 
serve the Lord with gladness, not sadness. See, that's what a lot of believers do. They think, well, I'm so holy and I'm so spiritual and I, I just recognize this burden that I have to carry as, as you know, myself or this burden I have to carry as a pastor of North Smoke Church and you know, uh, uh, president or whatever of Matthew Larian Ministries. It's just a heavy burden. And a lot of people are hurting out there and we hear people's problems and it's so sad. No, no, serve the Lord with gladness, right? Serve Him with gladness. Come before Him making a joyful noise. And I want you to listen to this in 1 Chronicles 16, 27. It says, glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. What are we finding out about those verses? God likes gladness. He said, come before me and make a joyful noise. He said in Psalm 100 verse 2, serve me with gladness. And what did it say about that in, in 1 Chronicles 16, 20, uh, 1627, excuse me? Strength and gladness are in his place. I think uh, in Psalm 16, verse 11, it says that in his presence is fullness of joy. Well, friend, he lives in us. So we should be, we are in his presence all day, every day. And we take his presence with us. And one of the things that we should be enjoying because He lives in us and because He's with us everywhere we go is we should be enjoying the joy of the Lord. No matter where we are, no matter what's going on in our lives, we can experience God's joy and that's His will for your life. And friend, when He hears you laugh, it blesses Him. <laughs> when, he, when He sees you smile, it blesses Him. And you'll find this out. And we might talk, we've got to close today's broadcast, but you'll find this out. One of God's favorite things to do with you, his child, is to laugh with you. Praise the Lord. And you can, you can, you can initiate that, friend, by just laughing by faith. And I don't have any more time to talk about that on today's broadcast because we've got to wrap this up. So let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you that your joy is it, that joy is your will for our lives. Sadness and sorrow, that's not for us, that's for the wicked. But for us, is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Father, we claim it, we take it right now, and we ask you to help us, help us walk in new levels of your joy in Jesus' name, amen. Friend, thank you so much for watching today's broadcast. Now again, don't forget to come back next time because we are gonna continue this series entitled So Long Sorrow. Praise the Lord. We'll see you then. Thank you for watching the Faith for Life broadcast. Go to mam.tv to download the free study notes from today's broadcast. You can also request your free copy of our mini book, Faith Declarations. In this life, we will encounter challenges, but through the Word of God, we can experience victory over every challenge. In Matthew's book, Victory in Troubled Times, he gives us five keys to experience victory in the midst of adversity. Order your copy today at mam.tv or on Amazon.
Today's broadcast was made possible by the partners of Matthew Alaria Ministries and the members of North Smoke Church. Go to mam.tv to become a partner today 